huge week. We're all a bit sad. Mm. It's the end of round nine, feeling fine. Mm. What a journey round nine, feeling fine was. I remember where I was when round nine, feeling fine started. I was in this studio. Mm. And here we are at the end of round nine, feeling fine. I'm going to miss it. (sighs) Bounce that pill. Folks, you are catching us on the back end of a very, 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 very busy weekend. Mm. Uh, as our regular listeners will know, hi, my name is Broden. It's lovely to uh, be here with you today. I'm here with Tom uh, Zahariu. As our regular listeners know, Tom this week had his wedding p- party and his child got baptised. It took up all of Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then he went to sleep. We'll get to, we'll get to the wedding later because I know you're all fizzing to hear how it all went. And mm. I am too to, to, to tell you how it went. Mm. And then today he worked from nine to five at Coles. Mm. You're a nutcase, man. Yes. You're an absolute nutcase. And then you've come straight here. Yeah. And it was my partner's birthday today. So I've been running around doing birthday stuff. We are cooked like a sausage at the market. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but we're very happy to be here because we like doing it. We need to get you a sponsor for this show though. So you can justify doing it. Yeah. We got to find you a sponsor. Who who should we, who need, we got if you can sponsor this show so that Tom doesn't die, mm. uh, I'd appreciate that. Now, Tom, how are you? Are you I'm tired? So good. I'm a little bit tired, but very happy to be here. Very you don't excited have to, to be here. I know you, I, I think you genuinely like doing this show. Of course. Yeah, I yeah. love doing this show. You know, there's something about 33-year-old men that love to give their opinions on things. Would you agree with that, Brody? Is this the elephant in the room? No, this is just me. Oh, yeah, no, no. They're, well, in my opinion, mid-30s men are giving their opinions on things. There's not enough of it. Yeah. And that's when we, we started this podcast because we were like, there's a hole in the market. Mm. There's a lot of people out there not giving their opinions. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, there's a lot of not enough men I heard. Yeah. And so we thought, let's fill that hole in the market. Exactly. Uh, I feel like everything I'm saying is making it less and less likely for us to get sponsored. So <laughs> I'm going to shut the fuck up. Tom, you've, you, I, I wrote a whole agenda for today's episode. Yes. The Sunday, what do we call this? The recap episode? The roundup? Yeah, I normally round call it the wrap up. The wrap up. Mm. Uh, like a, uh, like a flavor wrap yes. at Red Rooster or a, yep. uh, a uh, what are they, a, a twister at KFC. You know what? They've ruined the twister. Why? I'll put that on the malakas. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> oh, he's added a malaka. <laughs> and that is a little uh, Easter egg, folks. Yes. Yeah. We have decided to bring back malaka of the week. Yeah. It was a conscious decision to forget about it two episodes in a row. <laughs> but, folks, it is back, back in black. Yes. Like ACDC said after Bon Scott died. Mm. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. They made uh, the album Back in Black. Yeah, it was the great first album. album after Bon Scott passed away. Mm. Uh, I believe he uh, overdosed on alcohol in a car and may have choked on his own vomit in England, oh my Lord. in London. That's awful. Uh, uh, come to me for all your morbid information. Yes, correct. And that was the, f- the first thing you hear when that next album comes in is the boom, boom, mm. and then Angus, Angus Young on the guitar. Then the D's start to come up. Uh, they do come out to Hell's Bells by the by uh, ACDC. But it's also it's this grim funeral sound and we're back in black funeral. Mm. There's all these odes to Bon Scott. And then you hear this big Scottish voice called Brian Johnson come mm-hmm. on. And uh, apparently uh, Brian Johnson, before he got the gig in ACDC, was quite, in quite a bit of debt with You're the right. bank. Right, right. And uh, when he got the gig in ACDC, this is all urban legend, but someone told me this and I, mm. I believe it's true. He walked into the bank with a big bag of money and just put on the thing. He's like, right, don't ever call me again, you piece of shit. <laughs> and then uh, then I believe, I don't, I think that was the end of ACDC. I think they yeah, stopped yeah, performing and making albums. <laughs> Tom, you wanted me to start this week with a, a topic called Elephant in the Room. Yep. Now, this is a big full episode, Tom. I've got so many things to get to here. I can't think of what the elephant in the room is. That's why I demanded it be up top, Broden, because... Have I done something? No. Have you done something? I would like to publicly thank Broden for uh, being here and being at my wedding last night, but we're going to talk about that, aren't we, Broden? Yeah, that's next on the... In fact, we were going to open the show with Tom's wedding because I, I, I know everyone... Was thinking about you this weekend because we said spare a thought for Thomas and El mm. uh, and 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 Atlas this weekend uh, on their on their wedding weekend, and I and I saw people in the subreddit. I saw it across the board. Hey Tom, hope you have a great wedding weekend. Uh, so people want to know about this. Why I put it at the top okay, of the agenda, great. but I'm sitting here right now, 
And you're saying I want to talk about an elephant. <laughs> right. So the elephant room in this week, Braden. Elephant room. The elephant in the room of this week's episode. Elephant room is very different to elephant in, in the, the room. In the room, yes. So the elephant, do you want to explain what the elephant in the room metaphor means? Well, I'll, can I tell you a very quick story? Yeah, please. My, one of my first jobs out of acting school, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to do a lot of weird jobs when you're an actor that no one wants to hire as an actor. Sure. Uh, was to go to a university and be a, I had to act as a patient mm-hmm. for medical students. That's right, I remember this. For medical students mm. who were, uh, had to try and diagnose what the problem was with you. Yeah. I won't say this, the uni, but I, uh, so I, I had to sit in a room with a doctor, like a like a, an exam doctor watching the, 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 the student doctor and they'd come and go, okay, so what seems to be the problem? And then I'd had, I had this big script of things I had to do and mm. if they asked me this, I'd say that and if I, you know. And I had to play, I think I was playing like a schizophrenic person. Yeah, I think I remember that. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so I, I think I kept saying the people in the TV were telling me to kill people. Mm. So I, and you know, so I had a cold. And, um, <laughs> and then, so I, was, I did like 50 times that day. Yeah. And I kept saying, yeah, these people in the TV keep telling me to hurt people and kill people and stuff. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one person was like, okay, and is there anything else? I said, I know everything else is good apart from that elephant in the room. The, the. Yeah. She's like, okay, and where do you see this elephant? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, it's a turn of phrase. And then like the exam guy got mad at me for saying elephant in the room. So anytime someone says elephant in the room, I think of that doctor student. Go on. I think it's a common phrase. So in the last 10 years. Yes. I probably haven't watched less football ever than this weekend. Yeah, you haven't watched. Okay. Yeah, well, because you had stuff on. I had stuff on. But and this, this is, is a football podcast. Yes, but we're not Kane Corn. No, we're not. We're not Gary Lyon. No. We're not uh, Gillen McLaughlin. We don't yeah. have to be across it in detail. This is more a recap for people who have lives and mm. football is one component of their lives. And, exactly. And we're just talking about the football. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, you know, we, we, I haven't seen the Marvel movies, but it doesn't, <laughs> I don't need to watch them to know their shit. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but I can tell you what happens. Yeah. Yeah, the raccoon is funny. They go on an adventure. There's a multiverse element. Yeah. That's nicely wrapped up, but then it's like 40% still opened up so they can make more shit films. Correct, yes. And you go, oh, yeah, I'm kind of... If this film was standalone, I'd feel awful, Mm -hmm. but because they made it feel like there might be more loaded, then I'd like it. I am Groot. Yeah, that's, you know, and you're like, oh, wow, they wrapped it up, but also, oh, they're going to bring in (laughs) Captain (laughs) Shoe. Captain Shoe's going to be in the next one. Captain Shoe. Yeah. Anyway, wait for Captain so Shoe. yeah, you, is that what you wanted to bring up? You yeah, I just this? wanted to let you guys know that this is more of a Broden football-driven one. I'm just here for support and to bounce stuff off because Tom didn't watch any games. Tom, play some Greek music as I recap Tom's <laughs> wedding weekend. Mm. Oh, by golly. What a weekend of wedding and it love. Big. It started, so this was not just a wedding mm. that uh, Tom had on the weekend. This was a wedding slash baptism because you got married about this time last year yeah about 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 this time last year tom got married but with no one in attendance because mm. i think you had to move quickly because someone was pregnant not pointing any yeah. fingers <laughs> someone had a child out of wedlock yeah uh you and yes you're uh you've sinned yes. and so you guys had a sort of a, ju- a big big party day mm-hmm. where it started at a greek orthodox church is it okay to say orthodox yeah, or is that absolutely. unorthodox for me to no, say i orthodox? think that's correct um and uh, so I rock up to this uh, Greek church mm-hmm. in Coburg. All my mates are there, friends from work, friends from high school that mm-hmm. I know because we've known each other 20 years. Yes. And so friends from, you know, and my parents, my, you invited my parents because you've known them for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, used to drive me my, everywhere. My brother's there. And uh, so it's a, you know, it's, it's lovely. And we go into this nice church and we sit down and they, uh, they it started at four, like it said, be there at 4.30. Yeah. And by golly, they meant they yeah. meant four thirty. It wasn't like a four thirty for four forty five situation. They were super punctual. Like, <laughs> so you oh, at like four thirty. That what's the? Is he a priest? Yeah, yeah, he's a priest. Greek Father priest. Leo. Looks a bit like a like a hipster, if yeah. I can say. Yeah, it's a little Greek guy with a big hipster beard in Coburg. Very Coburg. Is that a Greek thing or is that a Coburg thing? I think it's a little bit of both. Father Leo is very cool. That's why we like the Coburg church. He's very down with it. He's down with the kids, right? Yeah. And so, and he goes, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he's like, turn your phones off, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he was. And then he starts speaking in Greek a lot. Yeah. 
And then I can't really tell you what happened for the next 45 minutes. It's fucking long, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of... Scooters and that, like, which I quite enjoy. Some nice chanting and fun. Yeah, he was singing. He was kind of speaking on a tone. Yes, correct. Sort of going. Hey, everybody, welcome to the football. Welcome to the football, bro. Time to watch the football. Everybody, watch the football. It's time to watch the football, bro. And they're just carrying this kid around, Atlas. They're just sort of walking him around, picking him up, saying stuff at him. Yeah. Just sort of pointing at him a lot. Yeah. Going. Oh yeah, football. I'm just replacing Greek stuff for we're watching. Uh, go the demons, and uh, you know, uh, and then you, uh, your wife is not allowed to touch him. Yeah, so she had to sit down. Correct. Uh, and Atlas just loved that. <laughs> Atlas was really, really loved that. So Tom's walking around, and uh, it's worth mentioning the director of Auntie Donna, who is a long time friend of you as well, Max mm-hmm. Miller, who was on here talking about racing cars. Yeah, uh, he. Is your godfather because you were and en- you had to get married to El. You had to enter into the Greek, Greek religion. Yes, correct. Greek Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. So last year you got baptized. Yeah, where you they and they bought a plastic tub for you, right? <laughs> they did. Because yes. imagine a baby getting baptized, right? Yeah. Everyone listening at home. A year ago, that happened to a thirty-three-year-old man, one hundred and fifty kilo man. Yeah, and you. So you showed up in board shorts. Yeah. And they oiled you up yep. and did all the Greek baptizing to you. They did, yeah. And apparently it was a, you know, a good time. It was a good time. Brayden so- was at the D's match that day. <laughs> you said I could go. I did. I said, I don't want to take you away from the D's. And we, yeah, and I think I had diarrhea. Anyway, yeah. I think it was God getting <laughs> Oh, you were it. really sick that yeah, day. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the only time I've had. What's that thing you have? A most, a most, uh, uh, um, it's beef tartare. No, I had beef tartare and that's why I felt sick. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> You had oil covered in you. And so Max is the director of Auntie Donna. Yeah. But he's also your uh, religious guide in the Greek world. Yes, correct. <laughs> Officially, he's your godfather, right? Yes. Yeah. And Max was also given the role of being the godfather of Atlas. So yes. he was a huge part of it yesterday. He had to carry this baby around <laughs> back and forth across the church. And then your mum and sister had to get him all ready with yep. your mother-in-law. They And then they took this naked baby and they dunked him in some water. Yeah. Oiled him up. He loved that bit too, didn't he? Oh, he he was loving it. And so uh, what I heard back from a lot of the Greek people who do this a lot, looking at me, was I looked quite confused and distressed by it. Yeah. And the reason I looked like that is because I was. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the kid doesn't like this and doesn't know what's going on. No. And uh, and then they oiled this baby up. They sung at him. Yeah. And then uh, he was baptized. And then he had an oily head for the rest of the day. He did. But that's holy oil. It is. And and myrrh. And myrrh. Was it myrrh? Yeah, that's what they were putting on the face. What's myrrh? I don't know. No one knows. And then a bit of smoke and stuff. And then we went out and then we had to drive to the venue in in Albert Park Mm. where the friggin' F1 happens, right? Yeah, which we love. And I emceed the wedding. So I I had the role of emceeing the wedding. And I, uh, so everyone came in at 6.30 uh, there's how many people there? 150? About 120 maybe, 120. yeah. Yeah, good number. And then, few no-shows. Yeah, few, but that's that's going to happen. But it's a thing. It's you got to show up to weddings because mm. it costs money. Yeah. So you got to... What Do people just not RSVP? So we had a few not RSVP. And they just assume they're not coming. Yeah. But see, what I preferred was our friend um, Tom, who's a big fan of the podcast. Yeah. He said, hey, I, I can't make it anymore. I forgot to RSVP by the date. I'm not coming anymore. I said, no worries, mate. Got a couple of ring-ins from Coles. He oh, said, yeah. Nick, Alana, would you like to come? I've already paid for the seat. Yeah. So you just rolled people in. I rolled people in. But if I had known that all these other people wouldn't come, I would have rolled more people well, yeah, in. Because Sam from our group had COVID. Yeah, so which I, is... That's fair. I, I, I ate his bread roll. <laughs> yes, with truffle butter. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then, so we ran the night. It went very lovely. A bit of Greek music, a bit of Greek singing. Mm-hmm. The uh, Bulldogs get... You know, this is the best part of weddings in Australia, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it's all dancing and people sitting around talking and then all of a sudden people say, oh, the footy's close. And you start hearing, oh, Carlton's back in front. And then the Bulldogs... <laughs> it's part of the culture of it. Isn't it? Yeah, but it was a wonderful day. Any things you want to add? I'd like to say uh, publicly, Broden, we really appreciated you emceeing. Yes, it was good. Um, I was very good. It was very good. It was very nice to have you there, and I really enjoyed what you said at the start. It was really good. Yeah. I, so I emceed, but then Elle told me that I also had to do a heartfelt speech. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to do a heartfelt speech after, like... Um, 
like five minutes of housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> Should I read my speech? Yeah, we'd love to hear it. I'm sure all the fans at home are just dying to hear it. And you've started timestamping this, so I've seen it, which is very good. So if you don't want to hear about this, just skip to when we start talking about footy. Yeah. So I'm. should I literally just read this? Yeah, I'm sure. Perform it for them. All right. And then you, just the first part, because I emceed the whole night, but I only wrote the first half. Yeah. Um, and this is your classic wedding speech, but I'm going to, you know, lift the veil, mm. uh, pun intended, because, yes. or, you know. Um, and yeah, All right. So this, I, I got everyone seated. I also I have a shout out to my friend Charlie, who does this for a living. Oh, he's really? A, he's a professional emceeer. So yeah, I rang right. him on Thursday or Friday and said, just give me the cliff notes. And he's like, all right, here you go. Yeah, I love that. And so he just said a few key things that were very valuable because he gets paid a lot of money to do it. You well, know? I was, I was going to say, you know, you could, could should consider doing it. I, I would rather cut my balls off and <laughs> throw them into the I ring know, road. Which is why I didn't ask you to do it till like a week before. No, but I, you know, it's like it's people... So like it, people who can stand in front of people and talk comfortably, mm-hmm. like... I don't, I, I don't appreciate how much people think that's a value. Yes. So people are horrified of that. Yes, no, my, myself included, to be honest. It's easy, mate. It's got to have no self-respect. So this is what I said. Hello, one and all. Welcome to Greenfield's Albert Park on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. So it was, yeah, it was Saturday afternoon. Mm. And I was, I was changing things as I went. My name is Broden. I'll be the master of ceremonies today. I want a very unique and special evening. And today, friends, you're all truly getting bang for your buck. Not only are we celebrating the union of Tom and Elsa... A little joke I did. Mm, it was very good. Thomas and Elsa, how are you? Make some noise. I wrote make some noise here. Yeah. Uh, and I said to the performers, like comedians, I said, can you laugh? Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of conservative Greeks here who yeah. aren't going to laugh. Yeah. And boy, was I right. <laughs> and then, uh, and that we're also here to, to party for the first time with Atlas Aharyu. After his mad sick baptism, make some noise for Atlas. And, you know, everyone mm. cheered. People like the kids. Yeah, they like Atlas. And then I did a welcome to an acknowledgement of country. Sorry, acknowledgement of country. And then I said, and may I say, it's so lovely to be standing here looking out so, over such a wonderful and very unique and eclectic audience. So I just sort of worked the crowd. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, family that means so much to Tom. Musicians, comedians, the entire workforce of Coles Ivanhoe. They got a laugh. Artists, because I know your your wife works in like art galleries. Yep. Lifelong family friends, and that was a catch-all for boring people. Yes, correct. And you then well. I then I said other, uh, but <laughs> most importantly, job. we have the entire Greek community here. Make some noise, Yasu, and then, um, and and also there's a, a Greek word at the end called that I it means wonderful called eclectico. Ekl- right. And I was trying to say wonderful, which is ecliptical. And I was, I was panicking about the whole speech. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then some very quick housekeeping to keep things moving smoother this week. And we will very shortly begin the service of on-train. In the meantime, bathrooms are down this corridor here. And then I said smoking here. It was metered parking outside, which mm-hmm. I felt was very important to yes. mention. A ball pit. Um, and then take as many photos as you want, I said, and stuff like that. And then I did a speech about you. Yeah. This is too long, so I'll do the cliff notes. But I, I'm, this is a true story. Um, Tom used to work uh, when we were at uni and some of year 12 mm. at KFC Bell Street, Preston. Yeah. So some of the people from the northern suburbs will know this. I think it's a popular one because it's open later. Yeah, it's correct. open till like midnight. Sometime. Well, yeah, I used to do the graveyards until 3 a.m. It was, that was the, that's why it's a special KFC because yeah. KFCs, as we all know who listen to this podcast, are... Temperamentally bad. They close too early. Why are we closing KFCs at 10 p.m. or 9 yeah. p.m.? It's the wrong move. I agree. They, sh- they, if they lifted their game and opened at reasonable hours, they'd double their. Income. They would, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. If you could get chicken at midnight, I'd be getting that. Yeah, I know. I agree. So I used to go in there, and then Tom. The great thing about KFC is if you have mates at work, and some of you will know this, mm. uh, if your mates work at KFC. They're going to chuck in some more chicken for you and sometimes irrational amounts. When I lived in Ballarat, I used to play indoor futsal. You Mm -hmm. did too. One time a guy kicked me in the balls really hard Mm -hmm. and then the next day, it was like, and he's all right, we didn't do it on purpose. And then the next day I went to KFC in Ballarat. He was working. I was like, you kicked me in the balls last (laughs) night. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And then I was like, he's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, can I get a thing? He's like, yeah, yeah. And then he gave me, I think like $150 worth of chicken. yeah. Which was, you know, I was like, I'll get kicked in the balls for $150 worth of chicken. Every day of the week. But so one day I went in with mum. I remember it vividly. I was like, let's go past Tom. We'll get KFC. And then you gave us a lot of KFC. Heaps. And then a security guard who was working because it is a late night KFC Mm. reported you. Yes. And then you got the sack. They didn't even give you a warning. No, straight out. 
And so I felt awful. Yeah. Uh, and Tom didn't have a job for a while. Yeah. But then you got a job at Coles Ivanhoe. Yes. Which you still work at. I still work there. And who who did you meet there? Your wife. My lovely, beautiful wife. So I am a saint. Yeah. And people love that. And that's why I did a little speech about that. Um, I said some nice things about you. And then I said, so if you'll indulge me for a moment, please charge your glasses to Tom Ellen Atnes. Here's to a wonderful life for you all. And here's to an ecliptical evening. And I fucked it. And then I said, I was trying to say something Greek there and I stuffed it. Have a great night. And uh, But then it was easy. Nice, lovely night. Good dancing. How would you rate your uh, wedding night out of 10? Oh, like at least a nine out of 10. Afterwards, I wasn't, I'm not sure how you're supposed to feel after your wedding night, but I felt very emotional. I felt like everyone did a really nice job and said nice things. And I felt really happy. And the only two things I would like to mention before we move on, just quickly, Broden. Yeah. Was one, um, Joe Kosky sang. Yes. Just had a few notes for him. If yeah, because he was, he said he didn't enjoy performing for you. Because he, <laughs> Tom, uh, Joe Kosky, who's been on this podcast before, he got some feedback that we were rude to him. On this podcast, which no. I think is unreasonable. There's no way. And he uh, he was playing. Yes. And you made him play Magic by Coldplay. That's Correct. your song you wanted your first dance to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a slow, long song. Yeah. And he reckons about a third through, yeah. you started looking at him to hurry it up. Yeah. <laughs> so me and Al, as we were doing our first dance and every the, all 120 people staring at us, you know, Al started going, geez, Joe's dragging this out a little bit, isn't he? That's how long the song is. <laughs> I know. Um, my only notes was I thought he should have warmed up um, the falsetto a bit more. I thought the falsetto was a bit weaker compared to the other oh, yeah. chest voice sections. Rough. What did you think? I thought I thought he did a pretty good job considering. What, I, what, what happened, I was kind of transitioning to yeah. him and he was on a microphone. So I said, uh, and he goes for Carlton and I uh, hope he does a better job because they'd just gone, they were losing at that yeah, point. Yeah, they were I said, losing. Hope viciously. they can do a better job than Michael Voss, their coach, who's obviously <laughs> not handling this situation of a second season. Yep. And he just interrupted and goes, just turn down his microphone if you could. <laughs> and uh, So a bit of Joe and Broden. And then type. Carlton lost and he was very upset. Yep. Um, bombers never showed up and your whole Greek side are all Bombers fans. But mm. So luckily a wedding party was on, but it was a good night. We've talked about your wedding enough, haven't we? Yeah, I just wanted you to recant that funny joke that Max told. Which one? The duck. The one the, that killed, yeah. The duck. He, like a, what did he, he say? Said, oh, he, he said you've taken... Because Tom is essentially Greek now without... Yeah. He's actually got a Welsh heritage. Yes. So he's supposed to talk like this. So <laughs> are you? And uh, he doesn't. And uh, so he's full Greek now. And Max is Greek, but he he acts less Greek. He's yes. less Greek presenting. Yes. <laughs> and... Um, he said, you've taken to being Greek like a duck to Dolmades. Yeah, which I thought was a very funny one line. And that was, for anyone who has to MC, this a little uh, tip that Charlie gave me, right, is people love little callback jokes. So yeah. take a little joke that someone does in a speech and bring it back later and people yeah. will love that and stuff like that. So, And I was very well, uh, thank you to Charlie for that. Um, so another th- big thing that happened, mm. equally big yeah. in both of our lives. So you talked about, you know, your wedding. Yeah. And your son's christening. Mm-hmm. Christening? Yeah. Baptism christening. Right, yeah, what's the difference? I, I genuinely don't <laughs> know. do I? <laughs> and um, equally big, I was on the Gus and Gorney podcast. Oh, which came yes. Out. That was so good, Brad. So I just wanted to talk to you, the listener. Yeah. Can you play the clip of me requesting last week, the audience asking, this is what I said last week. I was invited on the Melbourne FC official podcast. Gus and Gorney. Can I tell you, right? Let's talk generally about it because you can yep. go and listen to it. And if it does come out, can I please ask a favour of all of you? Yeah. Can you listen to it mm-hmm. and then give positive feedback to the Melbourne Football Club and say, that Broden is so cool. Yeah, so funny. What a lovely guy. He seems like he's really just a nice, cool guy. Yep. What a cool guy. Mm-hmm. I love that cool guy. Things, things of that nature. Yep. Now, I will take... Most of the blame for yeah. the feedback. <laughs> but this was full on, right? Yeah. So, you know, I said I, I said that because I'm like, gee, you know, I want to, I don't want it to just be 50 year olds going, who's this fuckhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine that. And so, but let me read you the comments um, on the Melbourne Football Club post <laughs> that they did with me on the podcast. And thank you to everyone who listened and supported. But you guys supported so much. It's when I truly felt the love from our wonderful audience. Mm. There's 77 comments on this. Yeah. I'll read you some highlights. Sure. 
Well done for getting such a cool guy on the pod. Broden is such a cool guy. Hmm? Broden Kelly, what a cool guy. Broden is such a cool guy, and I've been living for Melbourne for almost 15 years, no intention of ever getting into footy, but Broden's passion for the pill turned the page for me. <laughs> Broden, such a cool guy. Such a cool guy. Broden is such a cool guy. This is a cool guy. What a cool guy. We, A very cool man. Does he like KO? It's just this over and over. And then on the YouTube video, it's very, I think it may have, it may feel a bit heavy handed. It may feel, it sounds like a bot farm. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, it sounds like I paid $15,000. Absolute prime specimen of a, guest, of a guest, lives and breathes the club. Funniest sketch comedy group in the world. Would be happy to see him every week. <laughs> Broden is a great guest. What a lovely gentleman and ambassador for the Melbourne Football Club. Can't wait to watch you bounce that pill this weekend. What an outstanding man. Truly an honour to have Broden as an ambassador of the club. Um, it's, I, but I, they won't know where it's come from. Yes. Because none of them know anything about me or where I... But it was just like, I may have... I was. I, we really do have an army here. Yeah, who we can have do our bidding. A pill bouncing army, and I thought you did a great job on the podcast, Broden. Oh yeah, no, I listened back, and I they cut so much. By mm. the way, yes, I, I could tell as an audio guy. Yeah, they're not quite up to my level of cutting. No, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> they they were definitely like there's there's just things that we talked about that they just decided to cut. Yeah, I imagine because Sponsors. didn't they say that the marketing team listens? Mm-hmm. I imagine the market in our experience, marketing team just go a bit heavy handed with cuts. That's right? true. Yeah, so no, I was, but I, I thought it sounded okay. Yeah, and Gus had a really funny line I liked. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> he was talking about someone, you were talking about big, strong boys. Yeah. In the gym. Yeah. He said, that's right. Shift and tin. Shift and tin at the gym. Oh, yeah, I love shift and tin at the gym. That's I think, what, is that like a thing? Yeah, people say shift tin, lift and steal. You know, oh, people right. say throwing, 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 um, Throwing meat. Oh, yeah. I've made that one up. I just thought that was very cool. Shifting tin in the gym. But uh, <laughs> I realized yeah. after I walked out, I was like, I've been preparing for that podcast my whole life. <laughs> that's the, the reason. degree coming in handy. That's the reason I watched every shit Melbourne game for the, my, for the last 34 years and knew every recruit and every player on the team. Yeah. So I've been waiting for it my whole life. But it went very well. Yeah. Let's get to the... Uh, let's get to the... Uh, Malacca of the week. Great. Now we need. Do we? Who do we give round eight to? So I've just boiled them all in. Okay, so the, we're just not going to have a round eight one or no. a round nine one. Oh no, I was just going to do them all in. Okay, because what we we should ish, we should be the Malacca's of the week for round eight for forgetting. Yeah, to do. correct. Yeah, so I just didn't have enough last week, and I wasn't passionate about them. But now I'm going for quantity over quality, so but, I've just got quantity. But here. what I'm saying to you, yeah, is. The fact that you didn't have passion for Malacca of the Week in round eight makes me is make makes you the biggest Malacca that ever Malacca. I couldn't agree more. And you're currently in the running for Malacca of the Year. You're the front runner for Malacca yeah, of the Year. Been nominated for not times. for not bringing the passion for Malacca of the Week. Yeah. Do you understand? I I hear. You. And on I the day that. of your son's christening, <laughs> you come to this podcast <laughs> without a Malacca. <laughs> So I'm going to include. It's not very ecliptical. No, it's not. Um, I'm going to keep the three from last week, though. Great, and you're going to do a super round nine feeling fine, Malacca. Exactly. Alrighty. Don't feel the need to overly discuss them or anything, Broden. If they come to you, they come to you. If they don't, sure. There was some Gold Coast who I shouldn't swear. I'll beep that. Yeah. There was some bloke who um, spilled beer on me in Gold Coast. Oh yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. We were in like a corporate area and these rich people were sitting behind us. Yeah. And how did they spill beer on you? I don't know. They just suddenly I was really wet, like really wet. And did they apologize? No, I turned around like, what What was that? Like trying to find out what happened. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, he was like, oh, sorry. Like he did apologize, but you know how you can, there's a tone of an apology like, oh my God, man, I spilled my beer on you. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry about that. Yeah, no. And then I, it was, oh, sorry. And that was it. Yeah. And I, then I got up and stood up for ages. Yeah. And then at <laughs> halftime. I wasn't there for this, but I heard they did that, and they yeah. were just a bit. They had a, they had a bad energy about it. Yeah, they did. They had a bad, bad juju. Yeah, and um, and then at halftime, you and Max were standing up, and they told they were like, "Sit down, so we can watch the Oz Kick Kids," <laughs> which is so weird, right? And um, you guys kind of just ignored them. Yeah, and then they came to me and said, "We're trying. Can you tell them to sit down?" I said, 
and I just very loudly said, the guys who the, the man who spilt a beer on you huh? and didn't apologize wants you to move. Yeah. And then uh, you kind of shift a bit. They were just weirdos. Yeah, they were. So weird. they, I'd love to give them a malacca of the week. Oh, great! So they're if not, they should get a cock face of the <laughs> of the of the world. <laughs> they're, the, they're yeah. Anyway, go on. All right. Next one is. Um, did you see the BT and Dunkley's dad incident? No. So fill me in, homie. Dunk. So last week when he was doing rhyming, r- rhyming Bro- Broden, roaming <laughs> Brian, <laughs> rhyming Broden. As opposed to Roaming Brian. Yeah. So he was doing Roaming Brian and uh, Josh Dunkley's dad is very famous. He was fullback for Sydney. Oh, yeah. He didn't know who he was. Didn't didn't know who he was. He was very rude and disrespectful. And he was like, oh, get your dad over here. Tell us about your dad. I was just like, BT, you are a fucking Uh, But did you know who he was deep down? No, absolutely not. But BT would have like played on him, right? I don't know. I feel like it's a bit different for BT, who you know, who should no. know who the fuck he is. He played two hundred games as fullback for Sydney. Sydney, you say? Yeah, the Sydney Swans, the or Sydney Swan. oh, I don't know. Or I just there is no other option. I just thought <laughs> no, wouldn't it be Fitzroy or some shit? No, well, no, Sydney Swans have been around since like the late eighties. Oh right. So yeah, it would have been the Sydney. Oh, Fitzroy's Swans. Brisbane. Fitzroy's Brisbane. Sydney yeah. Swans was South Melbourne. Do you know what the South Melbourne team was originally called? No, not I don't know if originally called, but their mm. big name in the what used to be the Grillers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I actually don't know if he even played for Sydney, but I just thought that was a Malacca move, is it not? You don't even know if he played for Sydney. Yeah, I'm just, I, I read this like two weeks ago. <laughs> All right, next Malacca nomination is You're AFL. You're on like how many hours sleep? Oh, like one or two hours sleep. Great. AFL 23. Yeah. Big Malacca. These are very old Malacca's, Tom. <laughs> this is last week's Malacca. I feel like this whole news cycle's been and gone, Tom. <laughs> There's like the the, the, the the AFL 23 game came out. There's big problems we all know about because of the patches. Yeah. And there was a lot of funny stuff. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah. But that's all been and gone, Tom. Yeah. So this the, is what happens when you don't have passion for Malacca of the Week, I Tom. know. Do you reckon? But if I had have just brought those three last week. It would have been a great Malacca of the Week. Do you reckon? Yes. Okay. That would, have been a, that would have been a fine Malacca of the Week. I just need to back myself in next time then. Yeah. I mean, it probably would have gone to... The... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop! Stop saying that. We got. We got to get better. We're saying. Yeah, that. No, I, I, no. I've genuinely. Like, I swear too much in my life. I said. I swore, not at, but to my mother-in-law. Yeah. Today. Yeah. On Mother's Day. Yeah. Just swearing. Yeah. I was like, I can't be talking to Judy like this. Yeah. No. I, I hear you, and that's how I feel as well. I overstep with my with people I respect as well. So yeah, I'm trying to be better. Me too. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I would have probably given it last week had. You're you're the Malacca of last week. Yeah, of course. But yeah, it would have been the the beer guys. The beer guys, which would have been fair to be honest. Next, talking during emceeing. If you're at a wedding, who was talking? Like fucking well, everyone. While I, was, while I was talking, not while you were talking. But Broden gets on the mic, says, "Let's have some calm now." Three minutes, four minutes. Oh no, that's okay. No, that's- no, I don't like that. Shut the fuck up. And listen to the MC when he gets. That's on the mic. something Charlie told me as well. Is yeah. like when you start, it will take thirty seconds for anyone to listen. So yeah. I was padding to the point where I could take. Okay, thanks. And that's da-da-da. good. That's good that you knew. Thank that. you, everyone, and welcome. You do like, uh, hi, everybody. Yeah. I hope you like the lamb. Blah 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 blah. No one's listening. Yeah. La da da da. Because maybe it's because I normally I don't give a fuck about the MC, but because it was you, I was like. Can we have a bit of shush? But when I was doing my shit, they were listening. Oh, yeah. A much respecto. Yeah. Muchos respectos. But I just reckon, hey, calm down. Wrap up your conversations, okay? Yeah, no, totally. But people are there to, 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 drink, and, to drink and eat lamb. Can yeah. I get them like... Actually, no, I better not. <laughs> no, please. I've said the venue. You- <laughs> no, what? You didn't like the lamb? I thought the lamb was no, excellent. No, no. Let me, this is a, a minor malacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was running the ship, right? When you're yeah. an MC, you're running. You, I'm the captain. Yes. In a way, I am. I I am the bearded guy from Titanic. The master. I am making sure that we're getting the cake cutting done yeah. by eight fifty. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm running the ship. I'm up. I'm supposed to start talking at six fifty five. Yep. Guess where I'm talking? Six fifty five. Bang on. I've got us ahead of time actually after mm-hmm. the first little segment. I'm right. Entree should be out in front of us. No. 7.10, where are they? No. 7.20, where are they? Yeah. 7.30. Okay, now they're coming out, but they're they're not done, you know. Mains are coming out 40, 50 minutes late. Yeah, they were super slow. The And I agree with you, Brad, and that was starting to stress me out a little bit. Eleni didn't get her special songs in the end because we yeah. went too far over. But the food was fucking good mm. for a wedding. 
It actually no, good was wedding, delicious. Good no, good lamb, good lamb, good chicken. Lamb, chicken, and uh, pasta. And, and it wasn't calamari. a Greek spit situation. It was like a like a restaurant lamb. And, yeah, it was uh, really nice. Anyway, we've tangented, but go on. Yeah. So uh, next Malacca is uh, uh, Sydney for mucking up, up my tips. Yes. Uh, eight out of nine this week. Sydney let me down. Oh, uh, yeah. So just because they lost. Yeah. Did they lose? They won. No, they... They lost. They lost at the SCG. Yeah, they lost. Ooh. They're going very badly. They're doing that thing again where they're going to be very bad by the looks of it. They'll do an up and down. That's what happens when you get belted in a grand yeah. final, unfortunately. Uh, next one. Do you see the Dakin? Today? Yeah. To Dakin. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't like that. No, I didn't like and that. Because he responded. So he pulled his pants down. Yeah. Like, vision, you know, like give me the two players' names. Doing. Murphy to someone. Murphy Murphy's pulled the down. Yeah. Screw you, man. He pulled his pants down. Yeah, after he'd been like... Fully jacked over, yeah. And then so he retaliated and pushed him. And also, the umpire gets a bit of malaka for not reading the room. Yeah, 100%. Like, that that was like... You, you not can't, classy. Yeah, you can't duck someone as a retaliation for being bumped off the ball. I hope, that, I hope that gets a bit of... I hope that gets a bit of coverage. Well, it all starts here, mate. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Go forth, our wonderful army. <laughs> yeah. And... And so I watch you out there saying it wasn't good when Murphy decked that guy and Broden is cool. <laughs> exactly right. All right, next one. Oh no, I'm going to skip this one. Actually, this is a bit. This is a bit too real. This one. Well, really, 9/11s. <laughs> no, you know what? I will just tell you really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know Mel- Melbourne's my second favorite team. Sure. With the whole Charlie Ballard stuff. Heath Shaw. I just said Shaw. Oh right, Heath Shaw. Yeah, balls. Go on. Um, balls. Just the Charlie Ball, Ballard. Hang on, hang on, balls. Yeah, because didn't he say something about that's a running joke on this podcast? Heath Shaw balls. Yeah, on this podcast yeah. that I'm on. Yeah, don't you remember the Heath Shaw balls thing? It was something to do with when you went on the Footy Talk Pod. Balls. Yeah, I don't remember. Our fans, remind us what the Heath Shaw balls thing is, please. I know it's a thing, and also remind me what my name is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, balls. Hey, it's just like this Charlie Ballard stuff brought out the worst in probably the worst of the Melbourne supporter base. Oh, yeah. And like, are we going to have a fight? No. I think, are you, we gonna have I a think fight? you're probably on board with me. I don't think that Charlie Ballard. Can you play like a ding, 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 like a, like a boxing, like a boxing match and then like some rock music? So, I don't think Van Ruyen um, should have been suspended. Yeah. But the debate on social media just immediately turned to. Kick Gold Coast out of the comp. They're never going really? to win a flag. No, like, I said that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was a total thing. Like, just guys, you won a premiership two years ago. There's no need to be petty. Chill the fuck out. You know. What's That's... the guy? What's the guy from your team who said Ruin got what he deserved? Oh yeah, that was Will Powell, and I don't agree with that either. See, I'm, I'm, we're doing a little bit of sparring here. Yeah. I don't agree with that either. But I just hated as Melbourne is my second team. I would say. Yeah, no. I, I hated it that a lot of your fans really went low. With the rebukes. Yeah, we got awful fan base. I hate Melbourne fans. Yeah? Genuinely. I used to work, I used to have to deal with them in customer service. Yeah. I got some, uh, we got some, not all of them, we got some, uh, but they, everyone does. We got mm. some asshole fans. Yeah. As soon as you have fans, you have asshole fans. Yes, exactly. And I just, I had, I genuinely hadn't felt that way about Melbourne supporters where I was like, hey, that's fucking rude and you've pissed me off. This is a long Malacca, man. We got a lot of Malacca. Well, this make, is what happens when you don't have the passion. Yeah, I'm trying to wait, make up for next week. Uh, from last week. Yeah, don't uh, don't do next week's malakas. <laughs> don't don't do prospective malakas. All right, so two more quick ones. Yes. So Wayne Carey, who you know we love on this podcast. No, we don't. He's being ironic. He just put out a tweet that said, "In the process of putting together a class action together, oh no, in the process of putting a class action together against VFL AFL, I have two hundred signatures already for the constant booing we received over a fifteen year period." Yeah. So this is the thing that happens, isn't it? Like f- up. Yeah, so you you're not you're not swearing. I'm going to be beat that. Um, I'm so sorry. You, uh, it's what happens, right? When he's now a face of the anti movement, you yes. know, like so, like the Sam Newman, oh, I'm anti cancel. Yes, that's exactly. that's what he's branding himself as, yes. which is what happens when you corner someone and cancel them or whatever. It means that they become the face of the counter movement. Otherwise, they don't make any money. Yeah, they're uncancelable uncancelable because they already cancelled so they feel like they have a platform to say whatever they, the fuck they, they want and then they or the only way to garner an audience is to lean more into that bullshit yes, correct so now that's what he is now he's yeah. the he, he's the king of the counterculture or that, at least that's what he's trying to do yeah and I fucking hate it and I think he should 
I won't say what I think you should do. You're, you're going off today. You've had one hour sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to make it up to the fence. My friend Carl, who was at the wedding, yeah. got very upset with me that I didn't do any malakas last week. Well, you should, you should, our audience is mad, Tom. Yeah, and that's why big... you're Malacca of the week for round eight. <laughs> it's a big heart for him. So the last one is, I just think they ruined the twister. I like the pepper mayo oh, and yeah. the lettuce and the tomato <laughs> and the chicken. So what is it now? They've got like little chippies in them. Oh, that's sick. And coleslaw. What do you mean chippies? Like little Doritos. No, but that's not all the time, Tom. No, that's what it is. It's a cr- You get a normal twister now. No, it's I disagree. Got, it's got... Yeah, you look it up. If And there is no such thing as a twister with just lettuce and tomato now. Now it's coleslaw and crunchy bits of uh, of. Are you chip. sure you're not just talking about during the, the lettuce shortage era? Remember when there was lettuce shortages I and they were putting cabbage that. and everything? Well, I went there the other day to get a normal twister and yeah. I couldn't see one upon the menu. Yeah. I could only see these bloody... But, you know, that's the rule. Like, when we were kids and you went through a drive through there'd mm. be a very clear list of the food that was available. Yep. And now it's a thing where they want you to show up and look at that board and go, I don't know what I want. I'm going to panic and buy too much. You know that, yeah? Yeah, and I, I fall for it every time. Yeah, so that's what they're trying to do. So there's the Zinger Crunch Twister. Yeah, fuck that. And there's a... Okay. Where's Do you the, see what I mean? The, where's the normal twister? There's no normal twister. Where's the normal twister? It says original crunch twister is the only original crunch twister. And it's got the fucking chips and the crunchy slaw in it. Surely you, this is a mistake. There must be normal twisters. There's no such thing as normal twister. Unless you order on the app and you make huge adjustments. Because they still have lettuce and tomato. No, actually, I don't think they have the tomato anymore. They have the lettuce from the Zinger burgers. So just a normal Zinger crunch twister... Has jalapeno mayo, mm. crunchy slaw, mm. corn chips. Hey, and uh, hey, I'm not bagging that out. I'm just saying I love my I fucking am. original twister. Get that cabbage shit out of there. I love my original twister and I can't get it anymore. And where's the pepper? Uh, is KFC still doing a pepper mayo? They are. So the original crunch twister without the zinger bits in it has um, the, the pepper mayo in it. I disagree. Why are they putting, why are they putting corn chips in this? Uh, corn chips doesn't offend me as much as coleslaw, to be honest. Yeah, but why Like, why are we even talking about corn chips, man? Like, this isn't Taco Bell. Yeah, they're trying to do a crunch thing. Like, yeah, get the corn chips out of there. Flavor. The, okay, so this is why I think that Red yeah. Rooster is now the superior place okay. to go. I'm if still not on board with that, but I'm getting there. But like, yeah, because, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to defend KFC. <laughs> they, their flavors have corn chips and cabbage in them, but I still think it's better. Like, you don't actually, like, if you were actually a lot, if you were engaged in the zeitgeist. Yeah. You would know that Red Rooster's better. Their chips, regularly better now. I disagree. No, it's not a matter of discussion. It's it just what I it is. I prefer the KFC chips. And the way that they're frying chicken now, outstanding, right? Have you had the honey chicken I told you to get yet? No, I have no interest. Oh, it's fucking off chops. Uh, you may know from the podcast, I had 12 wings last week. I'm not really in the market you, for wings for a while. Do you like, you like um, fried chicken waffles, yeah? Oh, look, yeah, yeah, sure. It's reminiscent of that. I love that. I love fried crunchy chicken covered in like sweet maple glaze. It's delicious. Bro. Let me read you something, right? All right, let's hear it. This is a recipe for a dish available at a restaurant. Sure. Two succulent fried tenders. Yeah. Herb mayo. Yeah. Lettuce. Yeah. Shredded cheese. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Tomato in a mm. soft tortilla. This sounds like a flavor wrap. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's... That's that's what we want. That could be better than a crunch twister. It's not it's, as good it, as the it, original it, it twister. It could though. be. It could be. It is better than a crunch twister. It's not as good as the original twister though. It's who you're living in 1994. This is what's available now. If we left here today, walked out here and said I want a wrap from a chicken shop, mm. that's your best option. I agree with you that KFC have fucked the twister situation, and I'm going to leave it at that. Ripper roll, also great. Their gravy sucks as well, Broden. Don't you want to go to gravy? You're getting gravy. <laughs> yeah. Go to a chicken charcoal chicken shop. Yeah, go to KFC. Uh, any to get gravy, gravy, any gravy at a KFC or Red Rooster, yeah. not real gravy. I quite like the KFC gravy. Even no, it's not real. No, we don't talk about gravies. <laughs> charcoal chicken shop gravy. All right. Yeah. No, I, I'm sort of with you there, but I quite like the KFC gravy. Fun fact: Do you know <laughs> Red Rooster does a salad roll? Do they really? Is oh, that yeah. like a... No, hang on. It has chicken in it. <laughs> <laughs> Succulent pulled chicken in a crunchy roll. Lettuce, mayo, herb, mayo. Yeah, yeah no, not into that. All right. Uh, hey, Tom, little surprise before we get into the recap of the game. Well, games. you have to tell us who wins, Broden. Uh, red, the, 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 red Rooster Twister situation. Yeah, so the, the uh, KFC Twister. 
gets I can't, the micro I, I clearly the week for round nine feeling yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Tom. Yeah. That was Malacca of the week. Yeah. I was at Seven Eleven before. Yeah. And I thought I'd get us a each a pack of uh, AFL Team Coach Twenty Twenty Three game cards. This could unlock something in me. So for those, you know, like it, what I've got here is the game playing cards mm. for the AFL, right? You know how mm. you when you're a kid you get the cards, yeah. Right? And we're gonna play. I was addicted to Dragon Ball Z cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you would love this. Tom. And I haven't done anything like this so, since Tom, then. So, Tom, you hold it, you hold it face down, so like okay, the back of one okay, is showing. Okay, okay, yep. And I think the way we play it, right? Yeah. Is this is we're going to make this uh, audio enjoyable, right? Okay, okay. So okay. it's my player versus your player. So okay. we put down a player one by one. And you're going to be unfair and try and just like g up your players and make an argument no, for them. No, it's or just are you, going to be you put fair? a player down and it's like this player is better than your player. Okay, great. So it's literally who's a better player. Okay. And we argue or we go clearly your player is better than my player. Okay. And whoever wins, it's out of eight players. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins um, is the winner. I, you know, I, my stance. I'm not huge on gambling. Yeah. But let's say it's for fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Done deal. All right, so you ready? Yeah. First card down. I have Andrew McGrath. You have Chad Wingard. Broden. I win. Yes. Chad Wingard was better once, but now Andrew McGrath. Yeah, McGrath's very good. He's got run. I didn't know he was a runner. He's fast. So he ha- he averages, well, he did last season, 11 kicks, 9.5 handballs, 21 disposals, 5 marks, and that's great. And Wingard, what's he? Is he he's just, is he even in the Hawthorne list at the moment? He is, but he, he's just, injured. Yeah, he just sort of floats around, I think. He floats around. Okay, yeah. next one. Dom Sheed versus Alex Pierce. Two irrelevant players, to be honest. You, Alex Pierce, though, for sure. He's yeah. pretty good. He's yeah. like the the general of the Fremantle backline, isn't he? I think yeah, isn't it Matthew jo- Matthew Johnson and a few other people are down there. But yeah, I think that's arguable. who's the captain of Fremantle. Uh, it was oh, isn't it Brayshaw? I think it's Alex Pierce, man. No, is it really? I could be showing my inept expertise. Yeah, he's the captain, man. Oh my god! I think I think you win. Yeah, okay, I win one all. <laughs> yes, but then Dom Sheed, obviously, historically, might be remembered forever. Yeah, right. because of that one grand final kick. goal. Such a good grand final. Yeah. I was there that day. Um, all right, next all right. one. Ned Reeves from Hawthorne is my player versus Josh Dacos. I think I win this one. Sadly, who, can I ask you a question yeah. though before we move on? Yeah, who is Ned Reeves? Ned Reeves is the ruckman for. He's like the oh, next big ruckman. He's sick, man. Yeah, I, just, I he's watched. Good. Oh, yeah, he yeah. he um, he's big and powerful. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be good, but yeah, Josh is probably just better as he is now. It's hard for me to make a play against um, to make a real argument that you know Ned Reeves is better <laughs> than a day cost at the moment. I know. All right, next player. Yeah. I've got St Kilda's Brad Crouch versus Tom Papley. Fuck, you win again. I win again. Brad Crouch isn't even getting a game in this new St Kilda side, I don't believe. Tom Papley wins it purely on running around with like all these tensed little muscles. Like yeah, this. and like being a sick kick at goal occasionally. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you're, it's three to one at the moment. Yeah. Can I win still? No. no, because I just had a look at who I've got next and there's no way. I put mine down. Taylor Walker for Andrew Brayshaw. Andrew Brayshaw, <sighs> top three midfielder in the game last Fuck year. Hell. One Not to this one, year. one to four. Yep. Next player. Oh, we got shiny ones. Shinies on each one. Oh, this is actually oh. really difficult, oh, <laughs> folks. It is. Tom's card is a shiny Jeremy Cameron, yep. and I've got a shiny Marcus Bontempelli. And you could make an argument, but both these players are currently the best player in the competition. But I win that. I think Jeremy Cameron. If you were starting a, if you were starting a team from scratch, yeah, you would take Jeremy Cameron over Marcus. No, you would not. You would take Marcus Bontempelli every day of the week. He's the best midfielder in the league at the moment. I agree. Jeremy Cameron is a transformative. Can play every position on the field. He kicks goals. But Marcus Bontempelli, Tom, he's stats like he's doing Gary Ablett Junior numbers. No, it's true. And but I think on that so far this year. He's better than... Who's higher on the ladder? Bulldogs. No. Than Geelong. Didn't Geelong just win six on the trot or some shit? Well, well let's not get into... Let's not get stuck into, into the semantics of truth. <laughs> Let me get the ladder up. Oh, yeah. They're sixth and seventh. So who's higher? Uh, oh, Bulldogs. No, Bulldogs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bang on. Bang so on. I get a point for that. I, I think you do, but I would just like to say, hey, listeners, you tell us, who's, who would you rather start a team with, Marcus Bontempelli or Jeremy Cameron in their absolute primes? And I'm okay to, to say Bontempelli as well. I agree. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Just. That's just. a good one, though. Four to two? Yes, four to two. Yeah. 
I can't win, can I? I can only draw. Yeah, only draw. Ben Brown. Oh. Shiny Ben Brown versus shiny Tim English. Yeah, I think Tim English is better, oh, sadly. Get the fuck out. He's a, he's a three-time... Three-time? How many? He's the Coleman... Multiple-year Coleman medalist. Are we talking this year specifically? Are we talking then? legacy? Well, then that's hard because Tim English is so young and he's yet to really... He's only... Because he's a big, tall ruckman. He's if, only uh, just if we were playing the fun potential game, yeah. 100% you win. He's also the best ruckman in the competition this year, and Ben Brown can't get a game. In let's your, okay. In your let's squad. just let's just decide this by grand final wins. Well, they've both got one, haven't they? I don't, he think, he, I don't the, think he did. No, no, he wouldn't. So I guess I win that one. Yeah. So it's three four. Yeah. Look, I think Tim English is a much better player than Ben Brown, but I love Benny Brown. You can't win anyway, mate. So <laughs> go for it, mate. Well, I can draw. <laughs> you can draw. I can draw. So this is for the draw, folks, yep. or for Tom to win. Last card, shiny. I've got a shiny Hayden Young, and he's got a weird, weird. Nat Five. So you win that. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're doing your weird things, Nat Five can't even get a game this year. But historically, he's this is been a, this is this looks, two times Brownlee. This right. looks special, man. This is like a a Scanlon's football card. Like a it's got a shiny silver element to it, and it says 60th anniversary. This is cool, man. Yeah, that is cool. And you know what else is cool? The 15 fucking grand you owe me, King. <laughs> Oh, well, guess I have to transfer Tom $15,000. But that's how gambling works, folks. And gambling is cool. And I think everyone should... Actually, I've got no issue with gambling. I've got an issue with AFL taking money for it. Yeah, anyway, how do you, what did you think of that? Was that fun? That was so much fun, Broden. How much is a pack of cards? Like three bucks. And what are you trying to do? Are you trying to collect every player or are you trying to get shiny of every player? I don't know. You just have them. You just have them. You have them. Oh, I'd like them. Yeah, you can keep them. I and like Tim English. Every time I remember shiny. to go past the 7-Eleven, I'll get them. Yeah, and we'll play, we'll call it Broden and Tom's AFL Rock Off. Yeah, or maybe like, it's like the Jack Off or something. Like yeah, Broden, something like uh, Broden, Broden and Tom Jack Off. Yeah. Uh, great. Shall we get into the games of the week? Yes, I didn't watch it. Okay, so I'll take you through them, Tom. Yeah, yeah tell me all about them, Broden. So, obviously, we had the Double Bill Friday night. Oh, yeah, I did watch a bit of this. So... This was unfortunate that they decided to play Suns West Coast over the top or under the bottom, yeah. whichever way you see it, of what was a what was a cool game. Yeah, is Cats showed up understaffed, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, uh, a few kids called in sick at the Red Rooster, didn't they? And uh, they had to cover a lot of holes. Dangerfield being the main one. Yeah, um, Selwood was out. Mm. Um, a little joke there. And Richmond, and Richmond looked awesome. Richmond looked like vintage Richmond. They were hard on the contest. Dusty looked awesome. And mm. they showed up and belted Geelong by 24 points. And I, I did... T- I changed my tip. When we did the tipping last week, I said Geelong would win. And then I changed it to Richmond afterwards. So I yeah, actually no, tipped you, this. You need to apologize to our audience yep. because you went back later and changed a tip. I went back later and changed it because... For whatever reason, I didn't really think about it the other night. And then when I woke up on Friday morning, yeah. I was thinking, nah. In our message room, Tom messaged and said, I'm, I, I, know, I know Richmond will win this. Yeah. It was really bizarre, actually. It was like you were, you were like, like a higher being spoke I know. to you. Especially because Max, who's you know, a diehard um, yeah. Richmond supporter, was like, there's no fucking chance. We can't win without Lynch. And I said, nah. You were absolutely right. And then, you know, what was really cool that mm. night to see as well. Gold Coast smash. Eagles by 70 points. Yep. And it was just really nice to see. Um, I didn't see Matt Rowlock eat grass. If he no. did see it, let me know. I don't yeah. know if they deliberately didn't show, but he had 29 disposals and a goal. No, you know what he had? What? 17 tackles, mate. 17 tackles. Yeah, that's sick. That's fucking crazy. And Good no- on him. And then Noah Anderson as well. So you got no- Rowell and Anderson in their draft order <laughs> yeah. in disposals, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he had, and uh, Noah Anderson had twenty seven disposals, but shout out to yeah. Duggan as well with thirty two disposals, game high. Yeah, I think I think they've still got they've still got a few troopers uh, at the Eagles, just not enough. I watched a good chunk of this game. Sad times, and then you you were in. I was I was asleep mm. by like five minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, was that was a late one. And then Saturday, as we mentioned a little earlier, Fremantle all of a sudden hitting their stride, beat Sydney at the SCG, huge. Yeah. So did you watch much of this? Uh, I had it on at points while I was trying to iron suits and you know yeah. shirts and stuff so all for I a wedding. To, all I want to know, Braden, is is it that Sydney didn't show up or is it that Freya were great? Yeah, I couldn't tell you couldn't to be honest, okay. but I know that Errol Goulden had thirty nine disposals and two goals. Well, that's if he has that and you just lose, no good, mate. Yeah, and then Sorong thirty three and missed two. Brayshaw thirty one. High disposal game. Luke Parker and 
uh, Jaeger and Mira both had 27. Yeah, right. It looked like a big battle in the midfield, and it looks mm. like they just ran over him. It was brutal. Yeah. Had our mate Luke Jackson go. 17 disposals, three goals. This is not good for your draft pick, is it? We need Freo to... Well, where are they sitting on the ladder now? They're still quite low. They're <laughs> yeah, at 12th. Still... Yeah. So yeah. They, uh, they're seventh still. That's still a good draft They should pick. bring them lottery system. Yeah. And just like where they, everyone gets a Tats Lotto. No. So like Freo, like the bottom six all roll for pick one. Uh-huh. Rather than, stop tanking and all that, you know? Yeah, but no. Uh, something's wrong. Something's rotten in the state of Sydney. Yeah. And uh, they need to figure it out quick sticks. Certainly. But maybe they're just pacing themselves and they'll build into the year. Does like they're just core, their DNA is good, Sydney. So Yeah. You know that theory that people have about whenever Franklin plays, they don't look as good. They don't set up as nicely. Was he Fran- was he playing this game? Yeah, I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh I, yeah, he, he had four disposals, no goals. Oh right. Luke McDonald was out and Callum Mills was injured early. So when Callum Mills goes out early, I think that's yeah. a big part But it's of funny it you say that because I'm pretty convinced that at Gold Coast that we look better without some of our star players. Yeah, totally. I'm pretty convinced. Same with the Philadelphia 76ers sometimes. <laughs> yeah, totally. 100%. Um, uh, and then later that day, well, uh, you know, uh, the D's beat Hawthorne by 54 points. Yep. The Melbourne audience was pretty upset that we didn't destroy them. <sighs> but then I was like, oh, we must have looked awful. And then I watched it back and I went... This looks pretty. Hundred percent. This is a pretty consolidated win. They thought people were telling me they got back real close. The closest they got was twenty four points. Yeah, right. It's like the Gold Coast game. Yeah, you like we all went in thinking that it'd be a hundred points as well. But often it's those games that are a bit closer. Hundred percent. Yeah. Then we didn't have any close games this weekend. No. The closest we got was uh, Carlton and Bulldogs on Saturday night, and they won by twenty. The doggies. Yeah. But Carlton got back in front. But. Yeah, it was just a pretty stock standard week of games, to be honest, because the Brisbane as well just trounced Essendon by 42, yep. 42 Port points. as well, smashed North. Yeah, Did I'm just you look, say that? Yeah, shout out to Joey Danaher, yeah. who after getting like thumped in the media for a few weeks, kicked six goals, one. And I did see one fucking ripper as well from about like Lukosha style on the run. Yeah. It's crazy. Like 65 meters sort of. And then on disposals, Lockie Neal is just looking like top level. Do you reckon he's sneakily just going to be a, a uh, Brownlow contender He's the again? sort of player who, yeah, don't count him out. Who's your Brownlow tip uh, nine rounds in? That is really difficult, but I imagine it's Bontempelli 100%, yeah. followed closely by Clayton Oliver. I would say Bontempelli, and I think Dacos will, will be at, so far. I think that's such bullshit. But yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I think... No, the pattern has been contested possessions, clearances, and goals. Mm-hmm. And Nick doesn't... Oh, Nick actually has kicked a few goals, but he... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the arms like those cheap possessions down back. Yeah. Yeah, I think they prefer Clary head Bont, over the ball. Bont needs a Brownlow. He does, yeah. And so, Clary does too. I'll go I'll go Bont just because he's put... As we've said a hundred times, he's putting together a statistical year that is on rivaled with the best of who have ever played football. Yeah. And then, speaking of Bont... Mm-hmm. Sam Walsh had 29 disposals, but Smith from uh, Bulldogs had their game-high disposals. Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith. Wow. With with his uh, with his dreads and his beautiful, beautiful eyes. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? I, I, no, Carlton, Carlton had four of the top six in disposals. Mm-hmm. Walsh, Kennedy, Cripps, Doherty. They do They're this the every names, week. They're the names you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, they do this every week. It's it's the game plan. They're over-possessing the ball, right? That's what I say. Yeah? Yeah. Um, two Kurnow, weeks ago, they lost... Kurnow, two goals. Owies, three. Didn't they not kick a goal in the first half or something? Someone yeah. was saying at the week? Yeah, no. We're, we're into the third quarter and they kicked a goal. That's crazy. But then, yeah, that's worth watching back. How did they just kick on and start moving? Well, yeah, I mean, when you see possessions like that, you wonder if they're moving too slowly, too methodical, mm. not giving the forwards a good chance, you know? And then what I was most excited to see uh, at the game of the weekend is my mates, the Crows. Mm. How good do they look? They look fantastic. And they just belted the crap out of the swans. Didn't they? Now, I just lost on cards with Taylor Walker. Correct. He kicked five goals. Did he really? Five goals, 16 disposals. That's fucking crazy. Jack Higgins, three goals. Jack yeah. Higgins, how much does Jack Higgins, how much does Richmond want Jack Higgins now? I know, right? He just quietly pops up for a couple of goals every week. And he's just that got that, he's got that Papley energy, you know? Yeah. A little okay, see, so Rank, Rankin had two. 
Yep. Fogarty, two. Peddler, two. Yep. Rochelle, one goal, three. So that ruins your triple R's, mate. Mm-hmm. He's got to kick straight. Memory subbed as well. This is hard times. I don't know yeah. if that's an injury. Hope not. Boy, golly. I heard Rochelle was very good in the midfielders when he went in there, though. And I'm how sure. the hell does Jordan Dawson leave Sydney and become just the, the superstar of Adelaide? Like, they'll build a statue like, of this the guy. The captain of the he, team. He like, could be a premiership captain. Yeah. It reminds me of who did Hawthorne fuck up with to Sydney? Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy. It's like the opposite of that. Yeah. Because Josh Kennedy went on to be one of the best premiership player, players yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll just Swan player. Um, and then, yeah, Brody Smith as well with 30, 32 disposals. Love that. Oh, they're looking so good. Good on them. Yeah, nice build. Well, well, they, are, they are not in the... They are eighth on the ladder. That's sick. They That's deserve sick. to be. And yeah. where are the Saners? Saints, Saints are, are fifth, dropping down, hard. Right, it'll drop right off. They're 24, so they're equal on, you know, with uh, Bulldogs on 24 points. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, starting to uh, be revealed for... Where I tipped them at the start of the year, Tom, which yeah. is a developing team. The Suns are up to 11th too. What the fuck? Final game, game of the weekend. Yet. Final game of the weekend. Maggie's trounced Geelong. Up uh, Geelong. GWS. Yep. Uh, pretty stock standard game. It yep. was tight for a little bit, but then oh, Nick Dacos, 41 disposals. Tom Mitchell sitting there at 36 disposals going, that's my job. Give Jesus me the 41 Christ. disposals. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. This is where he will get a Brownlow vote for this, no doubt, right? Yeah. So who, was, else, who else gets the Brownlow vote? Well, here? it was the Mason Cox game, bro. And I watched, this is the only one I watched sort of a good chunk of. And he was actually really good. And it was really funny. Who was that? Mason Cox. Oh, yeah, no, Mason Cox. He was very good. But he won't get a vote. No he gives. sprayed one easy goal. And he had two, go- two goals, one. Yeah. And, tw- and 19 disposals. And how many marks? Nine well, marks, nine, but he nine dominated marks. the hitouts as well. He was doing a bit of that gorny stuff. I saw him take a couple of marks and full back sort of mm. thing, you know? Like, he was just very good, very impressive. But, yeah, you give it, you give the votes to 41 disposals, I imagine. We talked the other day about how many will Pies get to the worst time to watch a football game. You know? Yeah. And they yeah. had 37,000 there today, which is, you know, very impressive. Oh, really. yeah, that's triple what we had at that Gold Coast Melbourne game, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and, like, for the Dees and Hawks on Saturday afternoon, yeah. on a beautiful sunny afternoon, there was 39,000 for a oh, Hawthorne, right, that's Hawthorne home game. But oh, right. when you put that in context, Collingwood had 37 on a Sunday at 4 o'clock before school tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, On Mother's Day. On Mother's Day. So that, yeah, like, that's... To be able to get out of there with 37, they're probably not happy with that. That's low for Collingwood, but, yeah. like... Everything was going against Collingwood there. They're yeah. playing against a team who don't have a fan base. Yeah. They're it's Sunday on Mother's Day at four o'clock. Yeah. By golly. But that's what happens when you're playing incredibly, incredibly well. Yeah. Man, we need to invest in Sydney. They need to... I, I, I've, I ha, I've had a reawakening. I was happy with the Tassie team whole yeah. situation. The AFL needs to... Their list of priorities mm-hmm. needs to be number one... Make Sydney people like AFL. 100%. And then and then space, air, and then... Brisbane, right? Brisbane, yeah. Tassie team, AFLW, yep. like developing all those other assets that they have. But Sydney is like a third of the Australian population. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, they just, I was just thinking like, they just need, they need GWS to be good. If they're not good, they're like, figure out a way for them to be good. Like, if they're going to add another team, mm. it has to be a New South Wales team, right? At this point, right, yeah. So, I heard a few whispers of this sort of stuff around. Is this just because the two Sydney teams are doing badly, or is this a narrative that started the, somewhere? A, there is a bit of rhetoric and narrative that um, the NRL now in Sydney has yeah. never been stronger than it is now. Oh, really? That's surprising and to me. And the inroads that AFL had made in the past aren't really that strong anymore right and so like at grassroots they're losing kids in Auskick yep and um yeah no New South Wales are just very NRL's really strong there 100% the magic round looked sick like that was the first time I've ever thought I should go to an NRL game but what we often do with the AFL is we go oh their cost of living or whatever it's giving them too much power we have to stop them because my team loses to them yeah but when if you're a fan of AFL like we are here in the footy with Braden Kelly. You got to just let them have all the money, man. Let yeah. them, let them like figure out a genuine way. You're never going to win over the Bogan 30 year old rugby fans. That's never going to happen. Yeah. But what you can do is figure out ways to enter and just at least get on parity with them. Yeah. Because Sydney is absolutely where you have to try and make AFL good. 
hundred percent. I agree. They definitely feel like a, they've been a little bit of an afterthought. GWS is really like that's the that's the big worry, right? Because Swans have their awesome fan base and they're good. They're yep. Melbourne Storm in, yep. in Melbourne yep. to Sydney, but um, GWS apparently are just like there's I think another rugby team out there. There's rugby teams out there who are cutting through in a very big way. Yeah, and GWS just aren't. And they played in grand finals and had good players and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just a genuine worry. Yeah, I don't know if new, and they're, they're, they're um, there's some weird stuff happening around their grassroots um stuff where like they get zoned players and stuff. That there's yeah, it's there's it, there's huge potential in it. Yeah, right. And uh, it won't happen overnight, but they need to get moving on it. Yeah, right. Well, maybe that could be a focus of the new commission. Yes, that's right. Yes, because Tassie, will, I think, will take care of itself hopefully oh, with yeah, a bit with a so, bit yeah. of support. Yeah, but um, like. Fourth. Eight it's, million people. It's different. It's different. Getting twenty, getting twenty two thousand to the game every week is totally different to taking over a city that has actual dislike for a sport at yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's considered like a private school sport up there. Yes. Did you know that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Rugby is very considered working very class. working class. Yeah. yeah. And hey, you watch their fucking footy shows up there, and you go, "Oh, this oh, yeah, is okay, why." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be huge. Like, if you could just get one, if you could get a third team in there, and GWS was performing like on parity with another Melbourne team, and then like there was a Newcastle football team or something, yeah, that'd be huge for the for the AFL. Yeah, you're right. When you talk about population, why are we even considering a third? Like, yeah, we're talking about Perth. Perth. Like, we're talking about Adelaide. Why, like, yeah, yeah. it's actually quite silly when you think about population wise. Anyway. That's our recap of round nine feeling fine. I'm going to miss round nine feeling fine. Yeah. I don't feel fine about it. I feel sad. We're moving into round 10. Uh, Fuck a hen. Yeah. Why did I say that? (laughs) I hate that. Um, Don't ever bring that up again. (laughs) Um, Round 10, Len, steal my sunshine. Yeah, that's what it is. Round 10. Lens Steal My Sunshine. Which is one of my favourite songs. It's a great sample. You know it's a sample song? Yes, yes, yes. I did know that. I watched one of those YouTube things on it. Yeah, I love samples. Yeah. Have a great week, Tom. Yes. Uh, you should go home and get some sleep. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you at home, as you start your week, I just want you to forget to never, ever forget to bounce that pill.